What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Did you have the party start? Hear that music? From South Bend, Indiana. That's in America. It's Sports Yak. This is Jimmy Shorts. Thank you, Studio DNA Podcast Network. And here's your host, Corey Mann. And Indiana Broadcast Hall of Famer, Chuck Freebie. That's good. Now turn it off. Welcome to episode 110, 110 of the Sports Yak. You mean the Heine Manouche episode? Heine Manouche. The Baseball Hall of Famer, Heine Manouche, who had 110 <laughs> home runs in his major league career. I And now my life goal is to get a Heine Manouche baseball card. That would be worth something. Heine Manouche. Who do you I have, play a, for? I have a picture of one right here yeah. on my Wikipedia page about Heine Manouche. He played, uh, started out with the Tigers, then he went to the Browns, the Senators, the Red Sox, the Dodgers, and the Pirates. He was the American League batting champion in 1926 and uh, second in the MVP voting in 1928 in the American League, helped the Senators win the pennant. In 1933, Heine Manusch. He was nicknamed Heine because of his German heritage. What a great baseball name. Heine Manusch. That's awesome. I love it. I wrote it down. <laughs> Heine Manusch. Oh, let's... See, you saw me giggling before the episode, <laughs> and now you know why. I had posted on my Facebook page our last episode, episode 109 of the Sports Yak. Sean Paulus, our uh, Sports Yak listener, follower, subscriber, heard us talking about his Coral Blazer. Yes. He responded, yes, the Coral Blazer does make a regular appearance. But he broke it out especially for the night with the 1985 80s cover it, band. It fit the 1985's color scheme very well. It did. It was very Crockett and Tubbs-ish. Yes. 
I'm not sure which one he wanted to be, but maybe both. Yes. Let's get underway here. College baseball. I watched I watched four or five innings. I felt like Vanderbilt had the edge. Well, Vanderbilt is the favorite in this thing, mm-hmm. and they were ranked number two in the country for much of the season, the number two seed nationally coming into the tournament behind UCLA. So it's not a surprise that Vanderbilt won last night, especially coming off uh, the heels of Michigan's 7-4 to win on Monday night. So now the college baseball season, which started way back in the middle of February and practices starting way back in January, finally comes to its end tonight, 7 o'clock on ESPN. Michigan, the 200-to-1 long shot, trying to represent the hopes of northern teams everywhere, taking on Vanderbilt. And I know for many, many of our listeners who are Notre Dame fans, this puts them at somewhat of a crossroads because on the one hand, you kind of want to see a team like Michigan win to represent the North and show that baseball isn't just an SEC thing, isn't just an ACC Pac-12 thing that the North can represent. And on the other hand, from Notre Dame fans to root for Michigan, it, it just really nauseates them. So we'll see which side a lot of people fall on. We've got polls running on our 46 Sports Twitter page and Facebook page. But the poll is not, who are you rooting for tonight? Although that would be a valid one as well. It's just, who do you think will win? Usually on those polls, people don't go with their head. They go with their heart. Mm-hmm. When I voted, it was kind of right down the middle. Yeah, and I think it's been that way for uh, much of the day. Let me just check real quick on the old Twitter page and see I like, where uh, that poll stands. I like the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Done. Yeah. Instead of Best dragging of it out. Yeah, I like that. Well, instead of dragging it out because the whole thing's been dragged out. I mean, here we are at the end of June. But they could have easily done a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you know, give them a day off. Well, to- the thing is, that gives too much rest for pitchers. You want to you check the depth of a pitching staff. Yeah. With a baseball series. So, and, you know, the hotel bills have racked up as well. So, right now, uh, as we record this, uh, Michigan at 54%, Vanderbilt at 46%. I did a Twitter poll the other day. Did you or do you like the Stones in the 70s or in their 70s? Yeah. No, that that was a valid question. It was uh, more in the 70s than in their 70s. Although around the office here, to those who went and saw him last Friday night at Soldier Field, said they still got it. By the way, uh, Teen Jeopardy last night, and they showed an old p- picture of Mick Jagger. Yeah. None of the kids knew who it was. How old were they? Uh, the kids playing, uh, 13 to 17. Wow. Yeah. It's like, no idea. Yeah. Uh, South Bend Cubs. South Bend Cubs made a little bit of history last night. Cole Roterer, you may recall we talked to Buddy Bailey about him. He is one of the higher-rated Cubs prospects on the South Bend team. Became the first South Bend Cub, probably not the first South Bend player, but the first South Bend Cub to hit for the cycle. The single, the double, the triple, and the homer in the same game. And did that last night down at Fort Wayne as Buddy Bailey's team won by a count of 10-4. to 4. They have an afternoon game today down at Parkview Field. Have you ever been to Fort Wayne's ballpark? I have. I saw the Zach Brown Band there perform. Uh, I would like to go there for a baseball game sometime. Had we had enough advance notice and if it weren't 
U.S. Senior Open Week. More on that in a moment. Um, you said more on. Yeah, I did. Thanks for playing my game. <laughs> I, I'm glad that I've been able to drag you, you into my little quit. world. <laughs> um, but if it weren't for all that stuff going on, I would have recommended that you and I hightail it down there to Fort Wayne today and take in an afternoon game. Let's go up a notch to the Chicago Cubs. They lose a heartbreaker last night by the count of 3-2. to two. They got a, a fairly well-pitched game from Adbert Alzale on a night where the wind was howling out. First pitch he threw to uh, Ronald Acuna was knocked out of the ballpark, and you thought, oh, it's going to be one of those games at Wrigley Field. And then both young pitchers, Alzale for the Cubs and Max Field for Atlanta, settled down and, and pitched well. Uh, but the Cub bullpen gives up a two-run homer to Ozzie Albies in, uh, I believe, the sixth inning. And that was the difference in the ball game as Atlanta wins at 3-2. But this this is a potential playoff preview in this series this week at Wrigley Field. Atlanta is starting to show its steel in the National League East. They're up by about 6.5 on Philadelphia right now. The good news for the Cubs is everybody else in the NL Central lost last night. So the Cubs maintain their one-game lead over Milwaukee, but would not be shocking to see these two teams play in the playoffs come October. White Sox having a rough road trip. Well, the White Sox, and we've talked about this on the act before, they are a young team. Young teams typically struggle on the road. They lost a heartbreaker on Monday night, had the lead on Boston, going to the bottom of the eighth. Boston got one in the eighth, one in the ninth, pulled that one out 6-5. Last night, they just ran into a hot pitcher. David Price, when he's on, is still one of the better pitchers in the American League. He was on last night. He struck out nine. Xander Bogarts had a home run. Boston doubled up the White Sox 6-3. They have an afternoon, a matinee, if you will, Corey, at Fenway Park today. Tigers. Oh, my gosh, they're bad. And they're bad at home. That's the sad part. I was talking with one of my buddies yesterday who's a – Tigers fan he says it just it hurts to watch them Uh, they lose to Texas yesterday 5-3 Texas is in the hunt for one of those American League wild cards along with uh, Tampa Bay and Boston and Cleveland and uh, right now the the Tigers are just a a miserable lot and and as my buddy pointed out when you've got a bad baseball team that's a long summer because you know football doesn't get here for another couple of months and you're just sitting there watching your team wallow in it each and every day. It's interesting, and, and Corey, we had this discussion Monday on the Yak about the baseballs mm-hmm. and how they're definitely composed differently this year. And on the Athletic, which you now subscribe to, uh, and I should probably charge them for a sponsorship, but we talk about their articles because they have some good articles. And they had uh, an astrophysicist take a look at the baseball and and talk about how, yes, it's composed differently. And I think our little theory about this is why more people are getting hit with foul balls is starting to catch on. I think more and more people are starting to listen to what we're saying here on the Yak and realize we're being trendsetters. It's a, a massive headline, sports headline here in South Bend. Probably not so much in the rest of the world, but the this golf outing that we're having Kind of really kicking off today? Um, well, the practice rounds have been going on throughout the week. They'll okay. have one more practice round today for the U.S. Senior Open. 
So this is the tournament that takes the golfers who are 50 and over, many of whom have been on the PGA Tour, and now they compete against one another. because And the whole reason this started 40 years ago is you had some of these big names in golf, guys like Arnold Palmer and Lee Trevino at the time, who were becoming non-competitive on the PGA Tour, but people still wanted to see them play. So why not have them compete against people their own age? And this has continued now for 40 years. And it'll be played at Notre Dame's Warren Golf Course. The Warren was created uh, back in the year 2000. Ben Crenshaw, the former Masters champion, was one of the designers on it, along with a fellow by the name of Bill Core. And there was property up to the north of campus uh, that included having Judea Creek run through it. Now, for those of you who are locals, you know all about Judea Creek. It kind of winds through Penn Township and Harris Township and places like that. And it's a beautiful natural resource. Uh, it was right there at the north of Notre Dame campus. They had to be very careful not to disturb the ecological points of, of Judy Creek and things like that. And they built this terrific 18-hole golf course around the creek. And when they built it, the dream of Bill Warren, who funded it, was that someday some national tournament of prestige would be on that course. How about that? And here it is 19 years later. And it's finally coming to fruition. Uh, the United States Golf Association hosts the tournament. And we noted the other day that that is different than the PGA because this is truly an open tournament. It's open to amateurs and professionals alike. And so you'll have a number of golfers out there who you may not recognize. Uh, I recognize Tony Sores because he used to be a South Bend Metro champion. Years ago, he's moved down to Texas. He qualified because he heard the U.S. Senior Open was going to be here, and he wanted an excuse to come home. Uh, Chris Smith uh, was a state champion golfer down at Rochester High School. Terrific player. Had a nice career on the PGA Tour. Has really overcome a lot. Lost his wife in a, in a car crash a few years ago, but has been a terrifically optimistic person through that. He'll be here. Then you have some of your older names of the sport, guys like Tom Watson. And then you've got guys who are, who are very competitive now. Uh, David Toms is the defending champion. Steve Stricker is new to the senior tour because he just turned 50 this year. Uh, Scott McCarron, Corey Pavin, Bernard Lawner, uh, Miguel Angel Jimenez, he will be here. So some terrific names. They're trying to do it upright and... It'll be interesting to see what kind of showcase this is for not only our community, but for this golf course at Notre Dame and whether they can get other major tournaments to come here at some point. Does the champion get a big uh, Happy Gilmore-sized check? Uh, gets a very nice check, and uh, it's it's televised nationally on Fox Sports. Uh, Sunday evening will be the final round from 4 to 7.30 p.m. I point that out today because uh, – Maniacs, take note, we are not with you Friday or Monday. We'll give the explanation for that a little bit later on. NFL news out of Cincinnati. They lose their top draft pick, Jonah Williams, for the season due to a torn labrum. He was supposed to be one of these offensive tackles who can really protect the quarterback and, and help solidify a Bengals offensive line, which has been torn asunder 
over the years. If there is one franchise that represents utter failure, other than the Cleveland Browns, it would have to be the Cincinnati Bengals. They've never won anything. And they've been around for a while. They they started under the tutelage of Paul Brown, the former Cleveland Browns coach, for whom the Browns were named. And his family still owns the Bengals. And for years, Corey, we have heard that the McCaskies are the cheapest owners in football. And then the Browns say, hold my beer. <laughs> because they, you talk about a skinflint ownership. That would be the Cincinnati Bengals. Can I hit on the Chicago Bears tip real quick? Yeah, please do. Um, there's nothing more heartwarming when, as a parent, you're told that, man, your kids are pretty great. Your daughter's great. Your son's great. <clears throat> and then they say, what's what's the key to your parenting? And I say, do the exact opposite that my parents did growing up. Hey, now. My dad would have never have taken me to see the Bears practice. Wouldn't even have been on the radar. And maybe it wasn't back in the 80s. But in 2019, you can get in a car in South Bend and be in Bourbon A in two hours on the nose. And you can see the Bears practice at Olivet University. We've been there a couple of times as a family. I took uh, Debbie and Chloe one time and then uh, some co-workers went one time. It was open to the public. Now they're ticketing this event. But it's a free ticket. So all I got to do is go to the website, Chicago Bears, look up the practice schedule. They tell you exactly when they're in Olivet. They tell you when they're back at Soldier Field. They've got a couple of big fan fests that they do. They've got some early morning practices. They've got 7 p.m. practices. You know, in a hot summer, that might be a smart time to actually go watch them do their Mm -hmm. thing. But you register for your free ticket. It gets sent to you via an email. You get scanned, you walk in. They want to keep a good eye on the numbers this right. year. There's an autograph opportunity. that They've got explanations about that, too. But we're going to go August 2nd. I'm going to take my son over there. What That's a I, Friday, I believe. It's a Friday. What I appreciated about it when I first went, and I hope he'll see this, too, these players are ginormous. Yeah. Huge specimen athletes. TV doesn't quite capture that. But when you get up close to them on the field, there's you there's an appreciation. You yeah, know? You st- uh, I've had the fortune to stand on the sidelines yeah. at an NFL game. You get a real good appreciation then, not only of their size, but of the violence of the game. Now, you won't get as much violence of the game at an NFL practice, right? but you still get... And the fact of it is, you mentioned that there's like autograph lines, so you kind of get a chance to interact with these people a little bit. Yeah, they've got an amazing uh, fan store, all your Bears stuff. Mm -hmm. They've got a lot of fun interactive stuff for kids. You can do a throwing deal. You can do some tackling dummy stuff. But then an autograph line, and, you know, my son's a Mitch Trubisky fan. I like Khalil Mack, and we'll see what happens. So you can go online, chicagobears.com. Now, you've been to this before, right? I have. I've been there twice. Uh, How many people show up? This does something for that community. I mean, it uh, it's a small town, Bourbon A. Yeah. And when you pull into town, everything is blue and orange. I mean everything, Chuck. There's stuff in people's yards. There's their giant water tower, home of the Bears practice field. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's urban legend that the Bears show up the night before their first practice and just gut Walmart with flat screens and sure. PlayStations and 
because they stay in the dorms. Right. They go old school, but then they don't take that stuff back. They kind of leave it there. And you either go dumpster diving or the next incoming class to Olivet gets a new big screen TV, courtesy of uh, the O-line. So how many people show up? That's a, uh, you know, they've got a VIP area. They've got uh, they've got stands that you can sit in, and then you can stand along some rope stuff. Oh boy, ballpark a thousand. I was gonna say, is it in the thousands? I'll say a thousand. Okay, that feels yeah. So a crowd, but not an unmanageable crowd. Not at all. Not at all. Like a like a county fair. Okay. You know, but it's spread out really well that you're not like. Well, now when you, you know, say county fair, would you say St. Joe County Fair or Elkhart no, County Fair? No, maybe Cassopolis. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's give a couple shout-outs here real quick. Uh, I asked for a roll call on our Twitter yesterday. Just say, hey, who's listening? Where are you listening at? Mark from South Bend, who's also our listener in Italy. Really? We've, we've always wondered what that Italy number was about okay. when we get our stats. So Mark... Uh, who goes by Chabby Shack on Twitter. <laughs> uh, Derek, of course, from Wakarusa. Yes. Nate from Plymouth, a listener from episode one. Wow, thank you, Nate. Never miss one from I Know to Lightfoot's My Way or Adios, Adios amigos, amigos to Slowing Your Voices Down to Half Speed. Uh, you guys are my favorite uh, podcast. Enjoy your time off this summer. Hashtag Ooga Luga. Uh, Dan from Elkhart. Boy, that's that's a nice... Nathan, thank you very much. That's pretty cool. That was. Did yeah. you retweet Nathan? I'm going to. Okay. I'll do that after the show, Chuck. We're, oh, I thought you were doing right it right now. So, yeah, that was pretty exciting. Well, because we have some maniacs out there who have been so loyal, I feel like they deserve a little something-something. And I can hear them now saying, ooh, prizes? Not really. They're getting no. their notes out. <laughs> yeah. What? No, no, we, we can't. I'm down to my last we, yak sticker. We can't afford that. Uh, however, what I can give them is a little sneak peek at the 46 Sports High School football schedule for the TV 46 game of the week, which kicks off in less than two months now, mm-hmm. August 23rd. Appointment viewing. We will be releasing this on the Twitter machine and on the Book of Faces Thursday in full, but... I thought for the Maniacs, I would give you the first three games of the 46 Sports Game of the Week schedule. Would you mind also, when you give those three games, give the why behind the what? Like why you chose those games? Be happy to. I think that's fascinating for people to kind of get a glimpse behind the curtain, Mr. Wizard. Be happy to. Uh, So this is the August portion of the 46 Game of the Week schedule. We start you off August 23rd. With Elkhart Central entertaining Elkhart Memorial in the final battle for the Mangy Lion. And that's really the why behind the game. Because this will be the last time that these two teams are guaranteed to play. Now, they could play again in the sectional, but we don't know that. So, this will be the final regular season game. And why is that the final? Because the two schools are consolidating in 2020. Elkhart will be just one school. By the way, this created somewhat of a havoc with the sectional alignments this week. And this came out after the last jack, so I guess I should address this a little bit. Uh, The IHSAA 
has what they call success factor. So if a team is doing too well in their classification, they can be moved up. Now, after two years, typically that team would move back down to where its enrollment should be. But if they're winning at the next level, they're going to stay up at the next level. Well, there are two teams that have scored enough success points at that next level to stay up. One of them is Fort Wayne Snyder. Their enrollment tells you they should be at 5A for football. But because of their success at the 5A level, they moved up to 6A, and they've done well enough at the 6A level, they are staying up there. Another is Indianapolis Cathedral. This will shock nobody because Cathedral is one of the powers of Indiana football. Mm -hmm. Their enrollment tells you that they should be at the 4A level, but they've moved up to 5A, and they've done well enough at the 5A level that they are now staying up there. Well, because the criteria had changed a little bit, both of those schools in the original alignments had gone back down to their normal level. So now they're bounced back up, so now the HSA has to figure out, okay, who's... Who's playing who, what sectional are we putting them in, things like that. So with Snyder moving up to 6A, there's math involved in this, so I hope I don't get too deep into the weeds on this. But it stands to reason if you only have 32 teams in 6A and Snyder moves up there, then somebody has to drop out of 6A, right? Easy to follow. That would be the team with the smallest enrollment, in 6A. That's Valparaiso. And this is where it starts to affect local teams. So Valparaiso drops into 5A. And you take a look at the sectionals that were constructed and you say, well, we can't have Valparaiso has to play over here in this Northwest Corner sectional. The Northwest Corner sectional already has five teams. We can't do that. So now we got to start moving some teams around. So, Mishawaka and Adams, who were supposed to play over in the Northwest Corner sectional, now move into a sectional that has Concord, Elkhart Central, and Elkhart Memorial. Wow. So, now you've got five teams in that section. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you can figure it out in your head. You say, okay, well, if Mishawaka and Adams moved in, were there only three teams in that sectional to begin with? No, there were four. So, Goshen slides over, and they basically fill the spot that Fort Wayne Snyder was in in the Fort Wayne sectional. So Goshen has to go up against, has to do the traveling to Fort Wayne and go up against the Fort Wayne schools. But that 5A sectional with Concord, Elkhart Memorial, Elkhart Central, Mishawaka, and Adams, that should be a very competitive 5A sectional. However... <laughs> It only lasts for one year because we just told you in 2020, the Elkhart schools consolidate. And when the Elkhart schools come together, their enrollment is expected to be such that it will move them into 6A. So this year in 6A, Warsaw is in a sectional with Penn, Chesterton, and I want to say Portage. But next year, when Elkhart moves up to 6A, Warsaw has to slide over and be in a sectional with the Fort Wayne schools. Which is only a 20, 25-minute drive up the road. It's, it's 
kind of makes actually, sense. It's actually closer for them. Yes. But you can understand what the IHSA has to go through with all the all the juggling and the moving parts. And I bet you there's some people that are really into that. <laughs> Maybe so. There are probably people that dread it, too. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah. Let, let's go back to what the original thing that we were talking about here, the 46th game of the week. August 23rd. August 23rd, Central Memorial. The reason behind it, last time, we know for sure that these two teams play on the football field. Then we're then you're getting a special twofer in the last week of August, going into Labor Day weekend. Unheard of. August 29th. Remember, the Michigan schools for Labor Day weekend play on Thursdays because the state of Michigan wants Michigan people to travel on Labor Day weekend. They encourage tourism. So they ask high schools to play their games on Thursdays so families can spend that Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday going out, doing whatever before school starts. Because in Michigan... Welcome to the podcast within the podcast. This podcast is called Rant. They do it the right way. They start school after Labor Day. This has been Rant. You've been listening to Rant, the podcast within the podcast. We now resume our regular podcast. Michigan will start its season on August 29th, and the defending state champion, Edwards Burgettis, start at home against their Cass County rival, the Dwajak Chieftains, who have a new coach this year. Dog Patch. A guy that used to be Edwardsburg's defensive coordinator. Oh, boy. So, that to me sounds like a pretty intriguing matchup. It does. We will televise that game Friday night. We will show it the first time Friday night at 8. And then we will show it again Saturday morning at 11.30. Okay. Well, what airs that weekend, Friday night at 11, Saturday morning at 9? You may remember Northwood is the last team from this area in Indiana to win a football state championship. They did it in 2005, beating Bishop Chittard 7-0. Bishop Chittard is one of the powers of Indiana football. And who comes to Jim Andrews Field on the night of August 30th? It's Bishop Chittard and Northwood getting together once again. Chittard has some people that are Big Ten-level recruits playing on their team. Should be fun to watch. That's what you'll see Friday, August 30th at 11 and Saturday morning at 9, but it will be part of a big high school football doubleheader on both those times. So that Friday night, the Edwardsburg game at 8, the Northwood game at 11. Right. The following Saturday morning, Edwardsburg at? Uh, Northwood at 9, Edwardsburg at 11.30. They, they flip on Saturday morning. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That's just week two. Yeah. Week and three? we'll reveal the rest. Oh, those are the only ones we get. Yeah. You son of a bee. Where can I, uh, what, you know, you got a ballpark time. You're going to roll that out tomorrow? Right around 10 o'clock. Okay. We are we are doing, actually, Facebook Live might be at 930. I'll have to I'll have to double check. But if you follow us on 46 Sports at Facebook, you'll get a notification that we're going live. <laughs> and we'll, we'll kick that out to you at 930 or so. And then we'll start releasing the schedule on Twitter, game by game, right around 10 a.m. I think you and I should do a press conference 
where you stand behind like or in front of like the Pulse FM deal, and I'm the guy with the microphone that you always just kind of see. And uh, we do our own little mock press conference after. It's funny you should mention a press conference because a buddy of mine from WNDU, and some of you may know John Dwan. His brother Frank was a standout football player at Penn, went to Purdue, now an assistant coach at Penn. Okay. John got married, uh, I believe, two weeks ago. I think I saw this on the internet machine. And at his reception, about a couple hours into the reception, because so many of his friends are in the media, mm-hmm. he's now a photographer at WTHR in Indianapolis, he held a press conference <laughs> to talk about the wedding. And his bride even participated as well. Mm. So if you're curious, look up John on Twitter, and I'm sure you can find it there. I may have to steal that for Saturday night just for us. That might be pretty funny. Not a bad idea. Yeah, not a bad idea at all. Well, thank you for pulling back the curtain slightly. Gladly. Gladly. Let's pull back the curtain on your life slightly. Okay? (laughs) The reason that we are not here Friday or Monday is because my man, Corey Mann, has his only daughter, his princess, Mm -hmm. is getting married. So let's do, and, and this is not typical of the yak. But let's do a little wedding breakdown here. But then again, what is? Well, there, there's nothing. There, are, I've been told many times on this show there are no rules in <laughs> podcasting. All right, what do you have? So uh, you're getting ready for something that you've never done before, which is walking your daughter down the aisle. First of all, Friday night rehearsal dinner. Yes. I realize that's the groom's problem, not yours. Um, nervous about anything with the rehearsal dinner. Uh, in my own wedding, I walked down the aisle as if I had a corn cob shoved up my butt. Ah, it's well, it's been well documented on our home video. <laughs> so my wife told me, Hey, 25 years later, try not to walk like you've got a corn cob up your butt. I've actually been trying to walk that way. I have a little bit of a gorilla kind of, you've stocky. got an interesting strut. Yeah. So I, I got to work. I've got a couple days to work on that. Um, Let's see. What else can I tell you? You you pick up the tux Thursday. Thursday we pick up the we try those on my son and I, the twelve year old and myself. Now I understand one of the maniacs has helped out with the attire. Here. Yes, we will be wearing Darth Vader helmet cufflinks, just to add that slight nerd vibe. It's not slight. <laughs> and we've also got some very special socks. Uh, nice that we'll be wearing as well to add to the nerd effect uh i have been told i'll pull the curtain back on this one they are walking into the church i'm sorry into the barn into the barn with a song from christina perry called a thousand words thousand years a thousand years yeah i'm not familiar with this it's the instrumental uh oh okay I'm I'm somewhat familiar with the song, but I'm not going to sing it here because we're interested in having ratings here on the Yak. Now, the song they're going to walk out of. This is the fifth choice that they have landed fifth on. Choice, and they feel like this is. This the sounds one. like when Tyrone Willingham was hired at Notre Dame. The fifth choice. This is a surprising. Uh, this is that way out in left field. You ready for it? All right. As of today, 
That's the walkout song. Hmm. I said the same thing. Tell me about this fascination and love with, for Journey that you are about to do. And uh, I didn't get quite, uh, other than it's a great fun song, it's kind of a throw your fist in the air like we did it. And I said, huh. Well, if you want throw your fist in the air, why aren't you playing the song that played at the end of The Breakfast Club? That's right. Don't you forget about me. Yeah. Which would be appropriate for a couple just start, you know, don't you forget about me as we go on in life. I told her my two cents was people aren't going to be interested in the song. They're going to be interested in the moment. Maybe that song will take away from the moment. Go with more of an instrumental, you know, a piece of music. And uh, we kind of went back and forth on some stuff. And she's like, yeah, I'll think about it. So there's that. Okay. That's Friday night. That's Friday night. So we get to Saturday. How confident are you? That you will not be a sobbing wreck walking down the aisle. On a scale of 1 to 10, not at all 1, 10, it's going to be bad. I'm at about a 7. Yeah. yeah. I feel like, yeah, I th- it's, it's going to hit. I think you will be. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you've been do- you know what I've been doing to try to calm myself down? I told you this on the air. We've been watching... TV episodes of weddings and movie weddings just to kind of get... I haven't been to a wedding in a long time. Really? Yeah, we just... None of our friends are getting married right now, and, you know, all the young kids are, so it's all of Chloe's friends. Mm -hmm. We haven't been to a wedding in a while. So I'm just trying to prepare myself better, to maintain, if you will. Okay. But then again, there's nothing wrong with showing emotion. No. No. I mean, it's appropriate. Yeah. So now we go forward to the reception. By the way, pictures at 2.20 on Saturday, 2.20. And what time does the wedding start? 5.30. Oh, okay. Nothing like a three-hour pregame show. What is this, Bears Radio? A three-hour tour. You know, I'm just doing what I'm told. I know. I understand. And I told my son, this is your sister's day. We have to do everything in our power to let her know and make her feel that it's her day. Right. So. And put your own egos aside. Yes. Uh, let's go forward to the reception. then. Okay. Uh, as we talked about on the air this morning on Pulse FM, if you don't listen, flog yourself. You've got a prayer and a toast. Yes. I'll be making toast. <laughs> Actually, probably one of the greatest off-ramp lines you've ever delivered on the Pulse Morning Jumpstart today. <laughs> I found a website last night called nailyourspeech.com because I'll be giving a toast, and I want to get it right for her. And so there's a template or whatever, but there's this website, nailyourspeech.com, for $429. They will help you nail your speech. To which Chuck replied, for $429, it's not the speech that's getting nailed. (laughs) Oh, that's a best of on the mixtape Saturday. (laughs) Uh, yeah so i'm working on that working on the prayer i do that before dinner uh there's a photo booth that night for fun oh that'll be nice Uh, we've got the photographer set up there's a dj um and then speaking of the dj seating arrangements speaking of the dj yes so the first dance with your daughter Mm -hmm. that's that's a traditional thing you it's your show 
too, so you can decide if you want to give that away or not. But is it? Is I it going do to not be, know. You don't know what you're dancing I, to. I told Chloe, you choose what you oh, would like. Oh, really? Yeah, so, I wanted so nothing. So then that answers the second part of the question, which is, is it going to be one of these choreographed routines? You would think that our family would do something like that. but No, not really. No? No. Okay. I And, and the reason I Others say that, that, the reason I say that is because I know that Chloe has been in Demott for some time. Yes. So it would make it tough. It would almost be like you'd have to choreograph this thing via Skype, and that would be very difficult. Or she does it and sends it to me on a, a DVD. Right. I, we've done something like that before, and, man, is that a ton of work. Yeah. A ton of work. Yeah, that just seems like it's more work. Than We're not doing that. Yeah. I have about five songs in my back pocket that I'd like to hear during the reception. Oh, good. Got about five that I feel like I'll get on the floor and have some fun with my friends and my family. And what are those five? September by Earth, Wind & Fire. Oh, baby. You know I'm out there for September. There it is right there. Maybe a little Papa Was a Rolling Stone. I think that'll be fun. It's got a good slow build to it. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to reveal anymore. Okay. That's all I want to say. There has been arguments, though, in the house on whether or not some of those songs will train wreck the reception or go really yes my wife seems to think she's a connoisseur of the turntable can you give me an example of a song that debbie thinks will train wreck the reception yes i can i'd be very curious to hear this because it takes a lot to train wreck a reception i think i agree let me find it although i do like the story that jimmy fallon told on the air last week of the DJ who turned the wedding reception into his own karaoke and sang every song that was played. Sang that, every song. That would train wreck a reception. Did you ever go roller skating when you were a young lad? No. Didn't do it at all? No. It was big time in Lakeshore. This feels like that. Oh, it sounds... Yeah, I can picture that playing this skating rink. Coldplay from a couple years ago, Adventures of a Lifetime. She thinks the millennials have no idea who Coldplay is. Mm, I don't know if they know who Coldplay is or not. I'm not sure this is going to generate that much on the dance floor. You're uninvited. Well, it wouldn't be the first time. You can stay home now. Just would- send Diane and your your greetings. <laughs> uh, and the gift. And, and the gift. Uh, yeah. So, you know, we've been have I've been having fun with uh, poking and prodding at that. Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. if I know you, you like to instigate. I do. Everybody Wants to Rule the World by Tears for Fears, one of my absolute favorite songs of all time. Does it go over at a wedding? We may find out. We may not. Well, we will report back to you on July the 3rd. Maybe we could do a little fun sitting at a table together on our phone, do a little audio for the something. Mo- and send it out as the Monday you know, act. And uh, we'll use it for when we when we come back. How about that? Okay. Heine Manoush would be proud. Oh, Heine <laughs> is loving this episode wherever he may be. He's been dead for a long time. 
You can email the Sports Yak, the Sports Yak with two Ks at gmail.com. Obviously, you're following along on Twitter. Thank you. Instagram as well with two Ks. You can follow Chuck at 46 Sports. Don't forget, on Thursday, the entire uh, football 46 game of the week schedule. There you go. And you heard the first three here. Thank you for that exclusive. Gladly. Appreciate it. Until next time, sports fans. Ooga Luga, Heidi Manoush. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.